0: Welcome to Wed Talk MT.
1: Welcome to Wed Talk MT. I'm Kayla. I'm Nico.
0: And we're a husband and wife team that loves everything about weddings.
1: Join us for this episode to be inspired and to learn more about the wedding world in Montana. Boo. It's not like the pickle. Like this, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. We have Andrea Votsek here, ladies and gentlemen, with Bluebird Sweets. It's a great, great friend of ours, and she's here to tell us more about wedding cakes and about her expertise, so we're just super excited today.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. Super excited to be here. Yay. You sound great. <laughs> oh, perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, so if you didn't know already about Andrea, she is uh, an amazing sugar artist, mm-hmm. so she's able to create these amazing pieces of art and that you can really display at your wedding, and then you end up eating them, which is... Another treat of its own. So then you get that whole experience of like seeing this amazing piece of art, and then you get to eat that, and it's delicious. So it's it's cool stuff. And yeah, I wanted to learn more about Andrea and her craft.
2: Yes.
0: So Andrea, um, tell us about how you got started with the company. Or like started, like, how did you, how did you start your company since it's yours?
2: (laughs) Right. So I was actually laid off from a corporate job when I was about six months pregnant. And of course, no one's going to hire you when you're super pregnant. Um, And I was just having a really hard time at home, just being bored. I had kind of had a food blog at the time about how I couldn't cook. Hmm. And so it was just something to kind of keep me busy. Um, And then when my son was about to turn one, I really wanted him to have that, like, Pinterest-perfect birthday party. But because of our financial situation, with me being laid off for over a year and um, just the economy being what it was at the time, um, there was just no way we could afford a fancy cake. So I I just decided... I'm gonna give it a whirl. I'm a creative person.
1: And that was back in Austin, right? Houston,
2: yeah. Houston, okay. Yeah. Houston, Texas. So So um, I gave it a whirl, and it came out like super amazing, and his passion was born.
0: What What was the cake?
2: Uh, we did very hungry caterpillar because yeah, my you're little so cute. Yeah, my little guy was just—he was always hungry, like just oh, always, always hungry. Always hungry. He's That's still always hungry. He's like in the hundredth percentile in weight and height. Oh, oh. So. <laughs> So yep. he's a he was a big boy. And so it, the theme fit really well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's I, I wish we could see a picture. We're going to have to post. Do you have a picture of it? I'm sure I can find one. You should. You should send it to us and then we can post it like on our Facebook so we can see your first cake that you made. That would yeah, be
1: cool. So that's how <laughs> pretty much your passion for it started.
2: Right. Well, I've always loved art and I've always loved food, but I could never draw. I wasn't. Really great at painting and yeah, me neither <laughs> <laughs> i mean i I loved photography, I did photography, I even got a scholarship to college for photography. Oh, nice. I just uh, you know, I was told growing up I lived in a near NASA, so it was always like you know you're never going to make it as an artist, so stem stem stem, and right. um you know, so I went to college and got the master's degree in a science job, and I mean it was fine, but I was just missing that art component, and so it gave me a place to be creative, and it turns out sculpture is more my thing, thing. yeah. Yeah,
1: something that you can put your artistic vision into something to fulfill that. But, yeah, then when did you think about making it into, like, a business? When did that kind of turn? Oh,
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty common in our industry that, you know, stay-at-home moms, they want to do something nice for their Kiddos And their friends come over and go, oh, that cake was so beautiful. Will you make one for my kids' party? And I kind of started doing that because we didn't really have the money to buy gifts for all these kids' parties we were being uh, um, invited to. And I thought, oh, it would be so much cheaper to make the cake. Wink. <laughs> well, it wasn't. But at least I felt like it at the time. And mm-hmm. people were like, you should really turn this into a business. And it's pretty universal in our industry of how... The people that don't go to pastry school, how we get into the business is people are like you can make a million dollars doing right, this, and right. you know, I haven't yet, but one day, right? Yes,
0: <laughs> you, yes, that's yeah, a goal. At least
1: people are encouraging. They're like, "Well, your talent's good enough," so then pe- that gave you the encouragement to to start like producing more, more of like for people to buy
2: Ex- products. Exactly, because I think people are just tired of. You know, boring sheet cakes from the grocery store. Oh yeah, um, you know the Pinterest has just made the visual aspect of events off the chart, and then you know Instagram wasn't even a thing when I started, and so with Instagram yep. coming Instagram along,
1: Instagram was all about photographers, yep. all about posting pretty pictures
0: of
2: photographers, right? And um, Instagram now has become all about food, fashion, and travel. Like
0: yes, you're right.
2: Um. And so people see these beautiful parties and they just they want them for their their own. It's not content enough to just run down to McDonald's and have a little party there yeah, with right. your sheet cake. <laughs> they they want to have yeah. the, the big soiree.
1: Yeah, especially for big events and weddings, but even just smaller parties like birthday parties, like you said, people wanting to give something special for their kids and stuff. But but yeah, in terms of weddings, what do you love? Like when did you start doing that? Because, you you probably saw like a good um, a good place to show off your work and to give someone something special,
2: right? So for me, it's all about creating that magic moment, right? I started in kids' cakes just because that's what the demand was for where yep, I was at, exactly. cool. um, but when I moved here to Billings, the demand uh, for kids' cakes at my price level was not so much. I mean, I'm from Houston, so the the economic spread is quite a bit yeah. bigger. Yep. Um, but here people were really on the hunt for wedding cake decorators that weren't making their mother's wedding cakes. You know, they are over the the curly cues and the swirls and the, you know, the older style. They're yep. looking the for
1: typical white yeah. layered cake.
2: Right. They're wanting something more modern, more refined. Um and Something so with
1: a little bit of a flair, a little bit different.
2: Right. And so that's what we started with here to try to diversify a bit more. And, um, you know, I just found a, a passion for working with couples, especially ones that like to think outside the white wedding cake box.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that makes a lot of sense. Yes. So, yeah, that's that's great because your work is you want the couple to be represented in the cake.
2: That's right, so there's gonna be a whole lot of pictures taken of you in front of the cake. The cake, what I tell my couples, is the dress of the reception, Um, because at the wedding, everyone's gonna be staring at the bride, and at the reception, everyone's gonna be staring at the food, Um, and so you really want the cake to reflect your personality, because everyone's gonna be crowded around while you're cutting it. Are you gonna smash in each other's face? What are you gonna do? And so you really want it to reflect how you are as a couple, maybe how you met the hobbies that y'all do together. Um, yeah. Because you're Like I said, you're going to have so many photos in front of it. You really want it to be about you.
1: Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people that just take photos of just the cake and those details. Yeah. And in my personal, I think when the cake stands out and it's when it's different, right? Like I, I saw a cake that you did with it that was black. And I think that stood out because it was so different, and it just like it popped into in like you said in the reception, and when 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 someone saw it, it was like oh there's something different. But when it's this, the, the same typical cake, then people just expect that in there, and they're like oh yeah, well that's kind of expected. Mm-hmm. But when you throw something that's creative out of out of the ordinary, people are like wow.
2: Exactly. So what I tell people when they come to me is close your eyes and think about the last great party you went to. What do you remember? And most people come back and say, I remember the food. It was like this amazing meal and we had great drinks. And yeah, the music was great or whatever. And this silly thing happened. But I just remember the food was so good. And so when you take the time to really order quality food and beautiful food, People, that's what people are going to remember about your your reception.
0: Yes. What do you think is a high trend for, like, cakes right now? What do you think is super trending?
2: Oh, my goodness. So there's different trends all over the country. But in Billings, I mean, it's always – I was shocked about how big flowers are here. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's because we have such a compressed wedding season, you know, with the snow and things like mm-hmm. that, that. Oh. People want to bring the outdoors in, that makes sense. but, um, also marble, my marble effect oh. is really popular right now. Just oh, wow. bringing that yeah. again, that mountain, bringing the mountains yeah. in, um, metallics, metallics, you know, Oh, I, that's
1: crazy. So it's kind of like shiny and
2: right. Reflective. Real. Yeah. Cool. Gold and silver. Um, but I've also had a slew of. Um, themed cakes this year like I'm doing a Mandalorian wedding cake. I'm doing
0: I could just like imagine little baby Yoda.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's going to be a baby Yoda and then the bridal cake is going to be like the traditional white but it's going to have a levitating tier so it's going to look like Yoda is Oh cool! Like using the force to, yeah it's going to be super adorable and then I have like a Lord of the Rings cake Cool! So um, of course we can go like full nerddom fandom right like of course there's the baby yoda but we could also do like last year i did a very subtle harry potter cake that if maybe grandma didn't know what harry potter right. was she would not she would look at the cake and go oh that's really pretty um and not necessarily go oh well that's obviously harry potter but it was one of my most beautiful cakes of the year
1: yeah i think i saw that one yeah i'm spilling coffee all over my head
2: <laughs> he's so excited about cake he's just, <laughs> just spilling coffee. <laughs>
1: I have some cake right now to go with my coffee. Oh <laughs> man! Just kidding. Uh, Andrea did bring cake to the entire one MC community though, and everyone loved it.
2: Oh, so. it was
0: so good. I loved how that each tier was like a different flavor, like each like there was like a different sections. So yeah, tell us a little bit really about
1: good. that because I didn't before I got into the wedding industry. I didn't even know that you could have different cakes with different flavors and whatnot
2: right so what I do is a traditional technique called torting which means you're cutting each layer of cake in half and filling it with you know whatever I mean you can just put icing in there but I like to add fruit fillings or a Bavarian cream or ganache and that really just kind of elevates the flavor profile of the cake makes it more gourmet a lot of people that are newer to the industry they're afraid to kind of cut into a nice even cake layer so they just instead stack an extra layer of cake on there and for me I don't want a giant dry piece of cake uh to me the filling is what makes it extra yummy it's like the inside of a Reese's cup like the gooey yummy yeah I mean we I have these debates all the time on my um Instagram uh, account is you know the cake the main thing or is it a filling delivery device like it's and it's funny how people are 50 per, percent split almost on that
0: yeah I don't know I love filling like I like I agree with you I think with like, the filling just like adds so much more like this pop yeah. in my mouth and the frosting too because yes. I
1: couldn't eat cake without frosting well of course
2: and <laughs> that's something I actually do want to talk about because around here naked cakes which are cakes mm-hmm. that have little to no icing on them at all are super trendy. And I really don't like doing them. And here's why. The icing is like the butter on bread. It keeps the cake moist. And so when your wedding cake gets set out with no icing, it's basically like a piece of toast that's been left out hmm. on the counter all day. So by the time you go to cut it, it's gonna be dry.
0: Right? I guess I never thought of that.
2: Yeah. Um. It's, it's super. Impor- I mean, I I will make them. I made one last week for somebody. Mm-hmm. But it just, the last thing I want, I've the only complaint I've ever really received was about a naked cake, that it was dry. And I kind of, I put a syrup on it to try to keep it moist. But right. there's just no salvaging, because all, I mean, all cake is is sweet bread. Mm-hmm. There's no salvaging a dry piece of of cake and so, so
0: the icing is the salvage.
2: Yeah, the icing is the, the icing is
0: the butter. The icing <laughs> is
2: the butter, right? The butter on the toast. And so um
0: that's good. That's good to know. I really really never thought of that. It's good.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you're an icing hater, I I would encourage you. So one of the things that we also do differently is we use a European style buttercream which is much less sweet. Most people are um their palate is trained to like a grocery store buttercream which is 100% shortening. And gobs, I mean gobs of powdered sugar, and then because they have to cover that shortening flavor, right? Um, what
1: do you mean shortening? I'm not familiar with that,
2: one. like Crisco or um, it's you know, vegetable like a, shortening.
1: A, a oh, gotcha. you, bland taste, right? Yeah, it's, it's with the typical boxed over, like,
2: right? Like, like Sam's Club, Costco, yeah. they all use it's not, it, they can't even legally call it buttercream. If you look at the bucket, it says but. R cream, oh <laughs> because it has no butter in it. They use artificial butter flavor and artificial vanilla oh. to try to mask that vegetable shortening flavor. And the other way they do it is probably use two or three times the sugar mm-hmm. to kind of to, to mask that flavor. Well, all of my icing is made with butter. And so it's going to have this rich, velvety mouth feel y'all have that that makes sense
0: that's why it's yeah it's very complex melts in my mouth right
2: it's real creamy but it's not that sickly sweet yeah and so a lot of people come to me asking for naked cakes because they don't want that sickly sweet Mm -hmm. icing but then they try my icing and they're like whoa i've never had anything like this
1: that makes sense so that's why it's like a cake tasting is so important right exactly
2: um
1: so then how how do you like to you how do you like to go about, um, like the whole cake tasting? I know that's a big part of the, of the process for planning and how, cause that's when they narrow, narrow down how the, what the flavors they want and whatnot, right?
2: Right, exactly. So I tell people don't come to your tasting until you have your venue booked because we're going to need to know where we're going to deliver this cake. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to know how many people you want to feed. And then you need to have kind of a price range in mind, a realistic one, mm-hmm. um, because I can't design a cake around we don't know how many people are coming or how much we want right. to spend. Like, and I get it that it's kind of hard in your head to kind of go. Well, I don't know how much cakes cost, but the same way you don't go to buy your gown at the bridal store, you know you're not going to spend ten thousand dollars on a dress. So you, you know, maybe you don't know how much you're going to spend, but you know you're not going to spend ten thousand. You're going to tell them, don't show me any dress over three thousand, maybe, right. right? Yeah. And so, kind of that. You don't have to say, Oh, well, I only want to spend eight hundred dollars. You could you know, you can give a range, but know that, oh well, we can't spend more than a thousand dollars on a cake or six hundred dollars on a cake. That's a good idea to kind of ballpark around because then I can make suggestions based off your inspiration of it's oh we could probably do this cake if we maybe tone down the flowers a little bit. Or for that price range, you could probably have anything you want. So, you that's know, good. that's a good way to how we work together to make something designed for your budget
0: so what if a bride comes to you like what how 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 does your experience look like so if I'm a bride and I'm looking for a cake like what will that look like for my for the bride
2: give me a sec no don't worry about
0: it (laughs)
1: Because you like to do a lot of the things, like, online. Yep,
0: you do a lot of things online.
2: Right. I, I do – I have an order form online that gives me the basic information about the serving servings you need, your date, and all that. Because cool. I'm a single-person operation, I want to make sure before we get too deep into the details mm-hmm. that I even have your date available. Um,
1: yeah, to kind of figure out, like, the specifics of the event. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, like, a guest count is a big one, right? You don't want to make cake for 600 people and then – 50 people show up or it's just a hundred person event.
2: Right. So my order form definitely says, do you need like between 50 and a hundred servings or a hundred and a hundred fifty, you know, and, and then it has like a starting price next to that. So you kind of know what you're getting into so that you already know, Oh, well a hundred, a hundred serving cakes going to start at 500 and my budget's only two. She may not be the baker for me. We might have to go a different route or we might have to just have a cutting cake from her, and then get grocery store cake for everybody else. Right. That's totally fine with me. So my you know, my couples, I encourage them to go to my website, fill out the order inquiry form, and then we start an email dialogue so that I have everything in writing. Um, that way I don't make any mistakes in terms of uh, your ideas, what you want. I always ask for a couple inspiration images because there are cakes, believe it or not, that I don't know how to do. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, or, or there's stuff. Right. Or it's just not my style. Yeah. Um and right. it's really I think that's an over often over or a misunderstood thing that um, you know, all of us we all have different skill sets mm-hmm. and some things that I mean, there are brides that do want the curly cue and things like that, and that's just not my style. So I'll refer them out to somebody that can execute that style better than me.
1: Yeah, so because 'cause you're I mean from where I've seen in your stuff, It your stuff is not like, it's not cookie cutter, like the box store. It's more of like very custom, very unique. And like you said, you're fulfilling that vision. Exactly. Because um, you're an artist. You're not a baker.
2: Well, I or, mean, I mean or you're, <laughs> you're both. You're both. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Because I see that as like, if people were wanting, if a, if a baker, they came to say, make a cake and they, they do that. um your yours is going beyond that.
2: Yeah, right. Like I don't have a uniform like people call me all the time and they're like, well, how much is a hundred person cake? Well, I don't really know because all of my work is custom to your event. It's based on you know the design that you want, the the flavors that you want because for example, a vanilla cake with just icing is going to be more affordable than one that's filled with huckleberry for example because we all know here in Montana huckleberry is the jam. Yes. And it's <laughs> super duper expensive though, right? And um, you know, to make just I don't know, 8 ounces of huckleberry is is like 10 or 15 bucks. Right. Um and if you want your whole cake filled with that, it's going to be like 100 bucks. Right. That makes um, sense. But anyway, so after we get that email exchange, they show me their inspiration images. We can if for me personally, I only do tastings for clients that need fifty or more servings, just because I take a loss on tastings. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes sense. They're just you know I have to. I don't have a storefront where I can turn around and sell like cake slices, so I have to make the whole cake just for you, and the rest goes to waste. Right. And so I want to make sure that you're invested in. Um, ordering a, a full on wedding cake. Does that make sense? Yep, totally makes sense. And then, um, you know, we meet up, we look at their inspiration images, and I tell people, like, don't try to find the cake on Pinterest or Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you like the flowers on this one or the colors on this one, or you just you have a scene that you like and you really like that scene. Now we can turn that into the cake. That's what our design consult is for. That's cool.
0: I really like that i like how it's just so creative and i also like how you're not afraid to tell people that you can't do something because i think a lot of people in this industry don't like turning people down so i think it's really good that like if you're like this this isn't you know something i can do or or whatever i think it's really cool that you still direct people where they need to go so that's good
2: yeah i mean If you came to me with a cake that I knew was outside my comfort level, I would be stressing about it Mm -hmm. until the day you called me back and said I loved it. Right. And if that never happens, I would assume that you didn't love it. I'm just a super nervous person by nature. (laughs) And so I want you to be 100% in love with your cake experience. And so therefore, I don't want to. Uh, Deliver something that's going to make you go, oh, Mm -hmm. like I don't want that experience. I want the gasping, screaming, falling on the ground experience. Yeah, that's
1: what we want. So that's why, like, finding the ideal client that wants what you're offering, right? And that falls in love with your work and what you do. Because that's what we want is to provide something that people go, wow, this is awesome.
0: Yep, exactly. That's cool. So
1: that's cool. The one thing that I it's kind of kind of to switch gears though and but what do you think about the like tradition that they cut the first layer of the cake oh yeah and then they freeze it and whatnot because sometimes I, I have to remind people that maybe maybe I'm doing the wrong thing or I don't know if that's stupid or what am I doing
2: so I actually talked to my couples about that a lot I'm really glad you brought that up so that tradition started in Europe where And you were supposed to cut it on your one uh, and your child's christening. And this was you know, before birth mm-hmm. control, so people yeah. were having their christenings within you know nine, yep. ten, usually within a within a year. But European cakes are more like fruit cakes where they are soaked in brandy and dried nuts and candied fruit. And so yeah. they're I don't know if you've ever had like a real fruit cake, but they are one of the things that are better with time. The more they, you know, like a dry age or a wet age steak, how, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see on a fancy restaurant, it's been aged for 21 days or it's right. been, you know, two week age. Those kind of cakes, fruit cakes are better with time. American cakes, not so much because <laughs> all they are is just sugar, 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 mm-hmm. sugar, right? They're very light. They're very airy, very spongy. And what do sponges do? They absorb things. Yes. So they absorb odors from your fridge or your home. So if you have like a cut onion or fish, Mexican (laughs) Mexican food, even cigarette smoke, because it's going through your freezers, um, you know, air vent, or dog odors, at the end of a year, your cake will taste terrible. That actually happened to my. I saved my top tier. And my, I put it in my parents' house, and they smoke. <laughs> oh, no. So oh, no. when we went to cut it, it tasted like cigarette smoke. Oh, it was no. terrible. We had to throw the whole thing away. I guess I've
0: never heard of this tradition. This is the first time You've I've... You've never heard of it? No. Th- it's called
2: the anniversary tear, yeah. No, yeah, I've so never heard of it. As a special... Oh, yeah. um, I do it all the time. A special thing You're for my it? couples.
1: Apparently, I've been doing it wrong because it's terrible now. No, <laughs> no. Never no. it, it really <laughs>
2: is true. I mean, honestly, I did it for my wedding, but this was before I was in cakes. You know, I'm... I'm You know, I didn't grow up in cakes, but but now we know. Just eat eat it
1: the day of, and don't (laughs) don't right. Just save something else (laughs) for the anniversary. Well,
2: so what I do with my couples, because a lot of people they're already, the wedding is already costing more than what they thought, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, just enjoy the cake then, and then on your anniversary, I'll give you a ten percent discount on a replica tier for. For your cool. one year anniversary.
1: Yeah,
2: there you go. Cool. And that way you have something fresh yeah. and delicious and just a little sweet reminder. You can take on a little weekender or something. And, yeah. um, you know, it's funny because I've had couples that went ahead and saved the tear anyway. And I'm getting calls like two or three weeks later. My husband went and ate the cake and I'm so angry and I don't <laughs> know what to do. And I'm like, well, well, you can make more cake. It's not a big deal. <laughs> you know, so it, it ends up being fights and... It takes up a lot of room. Like, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just yeah, come back. Then
1: I, I assume, yeah, the cake takes a a little bit in the freezer. If they don't have an extra freezer or something, that's a right. problem.
2: Yeah, that's that's why we put mine in uh, my parents' because they had like a a tall freezer, but we just had the little apartment refrigerator, oh, right? And so it was like, okay, well, where are we gonna put this thing for like a whole year? Right. So yeah, yeah, no, just just. I don't want your remembrance of, you know, because okay. everybody has this idea of what they remember. And they remember, oh, the cake was so good at the wedding. And then they eat a year old freezer burnt <laughs> nasty cake. And they're like, why did we think this was so good? <laughs> well, it was when it was fresh. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I think it's one of those traditions that we can let go of. Like, all oh, there's other bad wedding traditions that have been crushed and they should
0: be.
2: Yes, agreed. Yeah, you're wedding your way. Let's let's. Let's eat fresh food.
0: Do so. Do you think it's more common um, to have like a cake specifically for cutting, and then a cake for everyone to eat? I I've recently just seen that too. You know how you have your specific cake where they just cut for themselves, and then a cake for everyone to eat. Like I've seen two different types of cakes. Does that make sense?
2: So so you mean like a bridal cake and then a cutting cake? Yep.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Um. I would say that's the more budget-friendly way to go. Sure, um, and I often do that for couples that. Well, first of all, they're they're on a smaller budget, but mm-hmm. also if they have a gigantic wedding and they don't want like an eight-tier cake, right? They want something a little bit more manageable. So maybe we'll make like a three or four tier, and then we'll put some what I call their kitchen cakes or backroom cakes that have a lot of servings, but they're not going to be all fancy and decorated. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're not sheet cakes. Let's get that clear because uh, m- mine are going to have all the fillings and yep. all the yummy stuff because you don't want to be handing all this beautiful slices from the bridal cake at half the table and the other person going, well, how come mine doesn't look right. like that? <laughs> mine just looks like a sheet. No. Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, you don't want that.
2: You'll you'll never know from my backroom cakes. But That's cool. great.
1: The one question I had is how, how – because a lot of the – I don't know if you – educate the couples on it but how are they supposed to cut their cake for the photo like the big photo moment of like are they supposed to take that first layer off or keep it on the big one so you get that whole like magnificent cake shot or like what's the best
2: you know i no one's ever asked me that that's a great question great question usually they they, um they're looking to the photographer for that Mm -hmm. question so i could see why yeah i i wouldn't take the layer off i because it just I think it could lead to disaster. You know, you're in that big, beautiful dress and, you know, you're you're, you don't (laughs) want to risk getting fumbling, getting icing everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I would say just cut your slice in front of the big, beautiful cake. Mm -hmm. And then um,
1: like the first one, top layer, because I've seen people try to go for the bottom. And I'm like, probably want to do the top.
2: They can do whichever one. I mean, as long as if they want to cut their bottoms. uh, okay. let me let's go back. Um, you're good. Sorry. Uh, so what I tell people is that you're you're gonna cut the cake from the top down, right? Mm-hmm. So the flavor that you really want to eat personally, make the top layer. But if you okay. want to do the cutting for the photos, so that you're not got your arms right. in the air looking awkward, <laughs> yes, you can cut from the bottom, but make sure that that's all. You because you're only gonna be cutting a little sliver. Mm-hmm. Don't start. Cutting everybody's serving because then the whole thing will topple over. Right, you need right. to work from the top down.
1: Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. It would make sense, but yeah, then the flavor wise, but yeah, just try to make it a super small piece for each of you, not a huge, ginormous so piece, right? Suppose.
2: Right. Super. So a wedding <laughs> serving traditionally is one inch by two inch by four inches, so like a kitchen sponge. Oh, okay, um, cool. is what I tell people to to kind of keep in their head. So for the picture, if you even want to fake it. I just say stand behind the cake and look like you're cutting the bottom piece. And then after the pretty photo is taken, mm-hmm. go ahead and cut the top the way you want and get those pictures of you feeding each other and things like that's that. That's a good idea, too.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. To get the best pictures possible with all the magnificent cakes, and that's what you're trying to show off. <laughs> you don't want to de-layer the cake and then take away from that.
2: Right, lot. exactly. You want the, the effect of that big beautiful cake and I also one of the advice I do give couples is don't let anyone cut the cake that is going to need to be in photos like don't Mm -hmm. let it be mom Mm -hmm. or your bridesmaids because they're going to be constantly called away to be doing things make it like someone in your family that you can trust but can follow directions um maybe like a cousin that wants a job or an aunt that wants a job, yeah. not like your frat brother that's going to cut everybody like <laughs> giant wedges and slap them on a plate. Oh <laughs> you know, it's it's really important that, I, I give all my couples a cutting guide for every single tier. And if you go on my, awesome. yeah, if you go to my Instagram page, in the highlights, there's actually several videos on how to cut cakes. And so it's a great thing that if you're like, all right, Betty, you're going to be cutting the cake. <laughs> So go to the go to her Instagram page, and you can watch the videos, and so you can kind of get an idea. Because yeah, it, it can be intimidating when you see something oh, like yeah. that. And um, I tell people not to cut wedges. like the old school is to cut like a donut and make mm-hmm. all these wedges. No, we're not doing that. We're we're going. We're going to square off the cake basically, uh-huh. and then just cut in rows. Huh. Cool.
0: And then because yeah, I would have done, done it the a, donut
2: way. That's where you get.
1: Much <laughs> uniform slice for everyone. That's right.
2: right. It's a lot easier to square things off than trying to make these little triangle jobs. It's. Yep. Exactly. Cool.
1: Cool. Well, so that's great. And then is there anything else that you would like people to know about Bluebird Suites and about what you you love doing with weddings?
2: Oh gosh. There's so many
0: things. (laughs) Right. I love how passionate you are. I definitely look up to your passion.
1: for sure. Check her Instagram out. Yes. There's a lot of great content um, for Like she said, wedding stuff, and then yeah, her work is awesome. So
2: which we'll we'll post the link to her Instagram account, right? Um, Also, I have a Pinterest page with bridal inspiration. Oh, nice. So I have it broken down by like color and theme. So if you're like, oh, I'm gonna have, I want a red cake, or I have a blue cake. You know, I have Mm -hmm. a whole board with it has different colors, so you can look that way versus modern traditional. But I think the thing to remember is that. Your wedding cake is not a grocery store cake. Mm-hmm. Grocery store cakes are are called loss leaders because the grocery stores sell them at a loss because they think that you're going to spend money on plastic plates and alcohol and soda and paper plates. And so they're going to make their money on that. I don't have that. I have to... Uh you know I have to make a profit to stay in business. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so my cakes I give myself a fair wage. And so like when you're paying $20 for a cake that that's not nobody can make a cake from start to finish mm-hmm. and be paid a livable wage for 20 bucks. I right. mean the aver- I mean the average easy little cake takes me 4 to 5 hours. Think about how much you make at your job in five hours of work. If you're going right. to try to make someone pay less or pay someone less than that, it doesn't make any sense because this is a highly skilled profession, not to mention the business license, mm-hmm. the insurance, all that other stuff that yep. goes into it. Absolutely. And, so, and the
1: marketing too. <laughs> oh,
2: yes. yes. <laughs> in the I mean, everything costs money. But, um, but yeah,
1: absolutely. And so the people, people to understand that, that it's a whole operation that.
2: Right. It's, you know, it's – you're paying for an artisan good. Yes. And as such, it's going to be more expensive than you think. And mm-hmm. so I have no problem working within a reasonable budget. And I have no problem offering you what works for your budget. It's just you you have to understand that it's going to be more than what you expect from Albertsons or Walmart or right. something like that. So it's really important to come to me with a reasonable price range Mm -hmm. um and then we can we can certainly go from there because i just i want to make your day special whether you're a budget bride or whether you're kim kardashian like what you want (laughs) to i want to i want to work with 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 you to to make whatever dream you have come true i think that's awesome
0: so andrea (laughs) when when do you think it's a good time for a bride to come to you and ask you like when you should start your cake
2: I think that the sweet spot is eight months to a year, especially if you're in peak season. Uh, Mm -hmm. You want to air closer to the 12 months, um, six months at the absolute latest, because, you know, these are big purchases and you're just not going to want to have to drop a giant check the month before your wedding. These are not impulse purchases, last minute things. Um, I can understand if you're not exactly sure how many people you need, but... um, you know if you have a prime summer wedding date those those are snapped up in december right. of the year before so the same way with your photographer the, as mm-hmm. soon as you get your venue that that photographer that you can't live without the next step is getting the cake yes. and then everything else can kind of fall into place so
0: how many cakes do you do like per day I like if yeah. someone if someone had like if someone's like, oh, my wedding's on June 20th and you already have someone, do you do another person as well on June 20th?
2: or? It, for me, it's more about how many servings. Like, I have a bride this year that wants 450 servings. I'm not doing any other weddings right. that week. But if I have a wedding that's 50 people and then another wedding that's 25, right. I can probably do three or four cakes. Or if I have to do like a sculpted cake, like the Mandalorian one we talked about earlier, that's probably the only cake I'm going to do that week. But I never, I never know until those orders come in. Right. um, Because I'm sought after for sculpted work, Mm -hmm. my sculpted cakes are going to take more time. I always reserve only one of those for a weekend because of the labor. That makes sense
1: that's awesome so yeah that's great and yeah follow andrea with bluebird sweets she's an amazing sugar artist and <laughs> we're nico and kayla cordero yes and since we didn't get to say our full name in our introduction we just wanted to put it out there we're we the lamb fam The <laughs> lamb Fam. well thank you again andrea for joining us yes, thank and you once again follow her work and what she's up to on social media and thank you again for sharing all your thoughts and expertise today
2: Woo. Mm, thanks for having me